0: Hello and welcome to Tech Champagne, a wealth expansion podcast designed to help you turn simple ideas into major impact and big revenue. I'm Elisa Purdy and I've spent the last 13 years helping women entrepreneurs build six and seven figure businesses with simple systems and automation. I'm here to guide you and give you my exact strategies for money, marketing, and automated business growth so you can create the life and business you truly desire. The income level you really want is well within your reach. Let's do this together. Hello and welcome back to Tech Champagne. My name is Alisa Purdy and I am your host and I'm really excited to share today's episode with you and I really hope that it helps you if you are in the same boat that I am. I am new to this boat (laughs) and it's been quite a journey over the last couple of years and Uh, I know this podcast is focused on business building, business tools, and automation for online business, but it's also focused on how to be a good human and live a healthy and happy life with your online business, with your lifestyle, with your revenue that lights you up, all of it. So I'm going to take a little piece of what this lifestyle looks like, and I'm going to share it with you today. Okay. so. My husband and I have just returned from Cancun, Mexico. We spent uh, five days there for our first wedding anniversary. And the way that I have this structured, and I hope this helps you if you're sort of looking for time to schedule time off or vacations or things like that. But the last week of every month, I don't have client meetings. So my one on one clients get three one on one meetings every month. So that leaves the fourth week free. And I find that that helps. My clients get caught up because life gets busy. And it also helps uh me take some time to create space, to answer questions, rather than always handing new tasks over to my clients. So for many years, I did client meetings every single week. And I felt that it was, it was just a lot. It was too much. I never had space, my clients never had space. And so I, you know, we don't know what we don't know. And so I saw a cl- Um, a coach do this. And she said, Oh yeah, no, we only do three every month. And it's the first three weeks. So everybody's off the last week of the month and everybody gets some space to get caught up and process and create new ideas instead of feeling like they're drinking from a fire hose. So that's what I do in my business and I love it. And so when my husband and I travel, you know, we can work from anywhere certainly, but um, it's also nice to have some time off, 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 (laughs) rather than just working from everywhere you go it's important to unplug as well. So I typically do that on the last week of the month. And I do check Boxer and I do respond to urgent messages and things like that. But for the most part, my clients take that week to get caught up, which I love. So we've just returned from Mexico and traveling for me is a little bit challenging sometimes. So I have a wheat allergy that I've just discovered in the last, I don't know, two years. And I'm going to share with you today that this is a little bit of, Uh, On the health side of things, I'm not a doctor. I'm certainly not um, a medical professional in any stretch of the imagination, but I think it's important to include some health stuff on this entrepreneurial journey because it's all related, right? It's all related. So, for a few years, I was having um, a bad reaction to food and I could not figure out what it was. There would be times when I would eat something and my belly would be so swollen that it looked like I was six months pregnant. And I Was really affected by this mentally. I felt like I was gaining weight exponentially. It was during COVID and lockdown and all of that. I was in a new relationship. I felt like my body wasn't my own anymore and I couldn't pinpoint what it was. So I had pretty extreme swelling uh, in my belly. I also had a rash, itchy rash on my belly and my lower back. And it just never occurred to me that it was probably a food allergy. It would just happen sometimes. And I thought, oh, maybe it's stress-related because we're all in lockdown and this is such a weird time. Um, But I couldn't figure out what it was. And there was a couple of times I ended up um, in the emergency room. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to get my food allergy stuff tested. So you know, once we got to the point of uncontrollable vomiting for hours and hours, um, then I thought it was time to get some blood work done and figure out what the heck was going on with my body. So we did that. Comes back, I am 100% allergic to wheat. So this is different than a gluten allergy. And I'm going to kind of go through briefly what those, how those two things are different. And this is also different from celiac disease. So if you are celiac, I, my heart goes out to you. I do not have celiac disease. So I do eat wheat sometimes if I have to, and that's the only option. And I know there's going to be a little bit of repercussion. Um, But I also, in the last, year or so have really gotten a handle on what to eat, what not to eat, what to do if I'm not feeling well, things like that. Okay, so let's dig in. So especially when you're traveling. So this is brought up because, you know, we've just taken this trip and we have to be aware of what to eat. What am I going to eat? How long is the flight? But what is available on the flight? And just know if you choose a gluten-free flight on an airplane, the chances of you actually getting it, in my experience, are 50-50. You know, somebody will say, oh, we don't have that. We don't have a record of that or we don't have any more available or basically tough. (laughs) And so that's a huge bummer. So I always plan a backup. Okay. So here's a couple of things you can pack on your plane um, with your, you know, in your purse and your carry on so that you have it with you. I'm a food person. When my blood sugar is low, I get really tired and irritable like most people. And I just don't want to feel like that. So I usually have snacks. So I like to pack trail mix when I travel. Trail mix and protein bars or protein balls. You know, you'll see those like at Costco, places like that, that are like oatmeal with peanut butter and a little bit of chocolate and uh, protein powder. You can make them. You can make them yourself and take them with you. Um, Just having these little bites of stuff that I know is safe for me to eat is really important for me. So trail mix seems to be great. I don't have an allergy to nuts. Or anything like that. You can bring dried fruit. Be really careful about dried fruits. This is something I learned the hard way. If they have any sort of like sauces or funky stuff in it, that can irritate your body. So I find that trail mix is pretty safe. You know, there's nothing in there that's really processed. It's just a bunch of things thrown together in a bag. So I'm down for that. Um, so protein balls, protein bars, trail mix. If you want to get fancy and do some food prep with things that don't need refrigeration by all means, did you know you can take whatever food you want on an airplane? Um, Now, this is true domestically. If you're traveling internationally, of course, you can't take, you know, fruits or vegetables or or a lot of things internationally. Uh, but if you're traveling domestically, you could do some food prep and take some things with you. Take a salad, take a, um, uh, you know, if you want to have a salad that has, you know, chicken on it, whatever you want, you can certainly do that and bring your own food onto airplanes. Um, something that I always pack with me now, I pack Benadryl. I've just learned from a recent trip to the emergency room (laughs) that uh, antihistamines are great for controlling reactions to food allergies. I don't know why I didn't connect those two things, but I didn't. I didn't connect them, but it's an allergy. So it makes perfect sense. So I bring with me Benadryl and nausea medication. I have a prescription for nausea medication in case this happens, um because food allergies are no joke and sometimes you just can't control everything you can't control what's available so we're going to do our best but you can't control everything and also sometimes there's hidden things and I'm going to go into that next so here's what you can eat if you have a wheat allergy you can eat rice and potatoes so I was like oh gosh I have a wheat allergy that means I can't eat any carbs no more carbs and I was like well no that's actually not true. You can have rice and any form of potatoes. Um, Mexican food seems to be the food of choice when I'm traveling. Actually, when I'm home as well. Um, Anything rice-based or corn-based. So if you want to have some tortilla chips, have some nachos. That that works great. Have some tacos as long as it doesn't have like a bunch of sauces um, or things like that on there is really good as well. Um, uh, Asian food seems to be a good choice because a lot of it is white rice. Uh, be very careful if you are wanting fried rice, uh, that is soaked in soy sauce and soy sauce is definitely a no, no. If you have a wheat allergy, something I also learned the hard way, do not recommend zero out of 10. So you have to be careful, but there's a lot of options. And when you are traveling, uh, my husband and I like to go to the airport lounges mainly because they have buffets. Or you can custom order whatever it is that you're eating. So buffets are your best friend when you have food allergies. Um, when we traveled for our honeymoon around Europe, they are very progressive in labeling for food allergies and what's available and what is not available. They had separate stations for gluten and wheat allergies. Um, I haven't seen a lot of that here in the States, but hopefully we catch up. So buffets are your friends. Rice and potatoes are great. Um, if you are Looking for something in the morning, get eggs. Eggs all day, and I'm not talking about like huevos rancheros eggs because those have a lot of sauces and things on them. Uh, but when we were in Mexico, and I would get two tacos with chicken, so it was just chicken and the corn tortilla, not wheat tortillas, but the corn tortillas. And then I would get two fried eggs over easy, and then I would go to the buffet and get I don't know a couple vegetables or something that was um, fresh there on the buffet. So that worked great for me. (laughs) It worked great. Because the minute you get into the dishes that have a lot of sauces mixed in, that's when you run into trouble. Or if you have dry rubs on chicken, for example, or tri-tip or any sort of meat, that can really be um, an irritant to your belly. So things you want to avoid, you want to avoid sauces, dry rubs, things that are battered. If you're taking notes, write that down. (laughs) Anything that's battered is a no-go. Unless it's rice-based, which is not very common. Um, and it's also okay to ask for help. This has been the hardest part of all of this for me, is asking for help. I never want to be the person who needs something. I don't know why. I need to get past that in my life. But I've just learned to advocate for myself. Hey, do you have any gluten-free bread? And they would say yes or no, because we went to one place in Europe, uh, and I asked for something that was gluten-free, and they had nothing gluten-free, and then they were really nervous about me being there because there's a liability for them. Obviously, people with celiac can get really sick. They didn't have a separate kitchen. My allergy is not that severe. Do I avoid wheat? Yes, I do. <laughs> but I do not have celiac, so I don't require you know a separate kitchen and all that kind of stuff. So the other thing to consider if you are going into gluten-free foods, uh, there's a, well, number one, there's a difference between wheat and gluten. Gluten is actually a protein found in wheat, also found in barley and rye and other things. Um, So if I say I'm allergic to wheat, most often they don't understand what I'm saying. But if I say, oh, I need something that's gluten-free, they say, oh yeah, we have that. Because that's just more commonly understood. But here's something to be aware of. When you're going into the world of gluten-free foods, there's a lot of additives and fillers that are in those foods. So check your labels. For example, uh, there was a gluten-free ravioli that I was using at home from Trader Joe's. There's all kinds of additives in this stuff. So things I couldn't even pronounce. (laughs) So I've decided to start making pasta at home with uh, almond flour or any kind of flour that's not made from wheat. So that's gonna be my next chapter. Um, I've also learned to make, um, oh gosh, My brain, my brain, my brain. I've also learned to make, oh, spring rolls. (laughs) Spring rolls at home, which are really, really nice. So that's rice paper. You can get it at any um, Asian food store. So rice paper, put a bunch of yummy veggies in there. I usually will steam some shrimp. Put that in there. You You can make your own sauces at home. I make like a peanut sauce that does not have any thickening agents in it. And that's really where wheat hides. Wheat hides a lot in thicker sauces. So wheat flour is added to a lot of things to thicken them up. So we got to be careful about that kind of stuff. Um, and if you make sauces at home with wheat flour, then switch over to cornstarch. Just a little bit of that. fix <laughs> you right up. Um, so making spring rolls at home, I'm going to start making pasta at home. Um, I do have gluten-free bread from Costco because I'm not going to start making bread. Let's be real. I'm just not. Uh, things like that. So there are ways that you can exist and have food allergies. It just takes a little bit more planning. So having some snacks on hand, super super important. Um, like I said, you can't usually take fruits or vegetables internationally, but you certainly can domestically. So there's usually a, an apple or banana in any one of my purses at any given time. There's also usually protein balls. Um, and trail mix, trail mix for the win. And trail mix is something that you can pretty much get at an airport. So there's a convenience factor there. And dried fruit is often at airports, but that kind of you have to be careful with that stuff. Again, additives, also really high in sugar, because um, you're not really getting the fiber that you would when you eat fruit. So it's just something to be aware of. Uh, when you do travel, bring with you Benadryl and nausea medication and things you can eat rice and potatoes. I find Asian foods and Mexican foods to be um, pretty easy when I'm traveling. If you are eating in the morning, think high protein, (laughs) high protein, low carb, and you'll probably be okay. Things to avoid, sauces, dry rubs, things that are battered, and it is okay to ask for help. And then just be aware of all the additives and gluten-free stuff. So I think we work in the right direction with helping people eat when they have food allergies. But I think we do have a bit of catch up to do. I think Europe um, is, many countries in Europe are way ahead of the game in accommodating people with with allergies. And I think we just need to not be afraid to ask for help. You know, there's nothing wrong with us. It's just, uh, part of it is that our country (laughs) has overloaded our food with wheat. And so a lot of people uh, in the U.S. have developed these allergies. So when you are traveling you will probably find that if you have like a wheat or a a dairy allergy here, when you travel, if you happen to eat something that has wheat in it, uh, maybe you weren't sure or it's snuck in there or whatever, you probably won't have the same reaction that you're having here. That has happened to me as well. I'm only speaking from personal experience. Again, not a medical professional in any, any, any way, shape or form. So I hope this is helpful to you if you are traveling. Maybe you're taking a week off from your client work during the month to take a little trip to have some R&R alone or with your people or with friends or with clients, whatever. Make sure you take time out for yourself. Um, I always come back from these trips really, really creative and I'm feeling really, really creative today. So I'm recording this episode on a Saturday and I'm really excited. I uh, have a retreat in the works that will be announced very, very soon and I'm excited. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of Tech Champagne. I hope it was helpful for you. And I will see you next week with some episodes that are focused around automation, some new systems, and some really powerful revenue generating tools. Okay. I will see you next week. Thank you so much for being here. And we'll see you on the next episode of Tech Champagne. Bye. Thank you for spending your time with me today. I hope this episode brought you exactly what you needed. If you had fun today, be sure to hit the subscribe button or leave me a review. Your support means the world to me and it helps other women entrepreneurs find the show as well. And if you're looking for a free place to connect and learn more about creating your own six-figure online business, check out my Facebook group, Empowered Entrepreneurs. See you on the next episode.